What is up, everybody? My name is Greg Schnoes. I'm back here again for week two NFL picks, some fantasy football, and some college football. Got my trusty notes here. Very professional looking, I know. It's the only way I know how to do it. Uh, but before we get to that, let me tell you about my social media stuff that you can check me out on. I've got uh, probably about 40 or so tracks of stuff on SoundCloud that I've done before I started coming to this awesome place here at the Sphere Podcast Studio. Uh, SoundCloud is just my first and last name, Greg Schnoes, which would be G-R-E-G space S-C-H-N-O-S. It's kind of a funky last name. I get it. Uh, same thing on Facebook. I put it all on there, too. And then, let's see, Twitter and Instagram are also at G-S-C-H-N-O-S. Okay, cool. Now we got that out of the way. Let's get to the fun stuff. So, last weekend, we, we did all right. Just a quick recap. Did Went 3-2 and two on our uh, NFL picks. Texas kind of foobarred our parlay, unfortunately, in the college football. It happens. Uh, don't want to talk about that because it will make me mad. <laughs> Not only because they lost, but, you know, lost money. But uh, mainly just because they lost. Because they had it. They should have won. Ten points that they just left on the field in those first two series. <sighs> That's it. We're not talking about it anymore. No more. That's it. Okay. So let's do our college football picks for this weekend. There are three games that are jumping out at me here. Two of them from the Sooner State. Go figure, right? For somebody who loves a diehard Longhorn fan like me, who would have figured, right? But here we go. We have Oklahoma State taking on Tulsa tomorrow. Oklahoma State has added the running quarterback to their offense. Mike Gundy has always been able to put points on the board with no, no matter who he had a quarterback, but he was usually airing it out, throwing a ball downfield. Well, they still have that element in conjunction with a guy that can run around and throw it like they've always been able to. It's only 14 and a half. It's at Tulsa, which, okay, Oklahoma's not that big. I don't know how far Stillwater is to Tulsa. It ain't that long of a drive. Take Oklahoma State, the minus 14 and a half. That this it's too easy. Tulsa is no. This is like when somebody like Texas plays like Rice, for example, tomorrow. Uh, Oklahoma State's going to just wipe the field with him. It's going to be not a contest. So that that's just easy right there. Purdue TCU is the second game I really like. I'm only taking the money line. I'm going to take Purdue straight up. It's only like a two and a half point spread. The last I checked here this evening, but TCU's nowhere near what they have been. Gary Patterson's team has. Just, I mean, for as long of a run that TCU put together, winning, you know, double digit games, having great defenses, it seems like it's kind of eh, not as good as it's been. And Purdue with Rondell Moore, I, I want that all day. I'll take that all day. That guy, I mean, look what he did against Ohio State last year and all the athletes that they have. He shredded that team. What's he going to do to TCU? Again, take Purdue in the money line. And then the team I love to hate, the Oklahoma Sooners. But when it comes to these instances, I can tolerate them for about three hours because they're playing UCLA, who is god-awful terrible. They're going on the road to the Rose Bowl. They'll be more crimson in that crowd than whatever UCLA's colors are, blue and gold or baby blue and gold, whatever they are. There's going to be more OU fans than UCLA fans in that Rose Bowl by a mile. Oklahoma has lit it up their first two weeks. I don't see that uh, trend stopping against a hapless squad like the Bruins. Minus 23, Oklahoma. Take it all day long. You want to make a parlay and get crazy with it, go for it. Or individually, whatever you like. But either way, those three. Oklahoma State, minus 14.5 over Tulsa. Purdue, money line over TCU. OU, minus 23, UCLA. You should be very happy by the end of Saturday night with those three. All right. Now we will go into our NFL picks, and then we're going to do some uh, 
fantasy football. Blah, just had a brain fart there. Just, just there was nothing. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, Baltimore Ravens. Arizona looked terrible. Kyler Murray, who's maybe shorter than I am, and I'm not very tall, uh, looked pretty bad until about late second half, and then he finally got it rolling, started making some plays, got got it to overtime. They ended up ending up in a tie. What are the odds that the number one pick overall from Oklahoma in Baker Mayfield last year and then this year with uh, Kyler Murray, they end up in a tie? You know, what are the odds of that happening? But I'm going to go ahead and just go out on a limb and say that Oklahoma – excuse me, now i got Oklahoma on the brain because of Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. Arizona with Kyler Murray is going on the road to Baltimore. That's a tough environment, but the way I see this happening is Baltimore's offense is really clicking. They've got a ton of confidence. Lamar Jackson is going to be able to, like you said, you know, pretty good for a running back throwing the ball. But he throw five touchdowns to get that just terrible Miami team. My God. Uh, it's 46-and-a-half. I like the over in this game because Arizona is going to have to try to throw to try to come back in the in late stages of this game because they're probably going to get blown out. So i say Baltimore should easily score some points on this defense. Arizona's going to be throwing the ball a lot. Kyler Murray's going to be running around. David Johnson, maybe Christian Kirk. Uh, you maybe go with a stack in this game. This could be a sneaky shootout type of performance uh, that we're looking at maybe. So think about that for fantasy. Follow that one away. Uh, my Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Kick the crap out of the Giants. If there's any Giants fans out there, I'm sorry. I don't care. Uh, y'all got worked, and I loved every second of it. Don't like the Giants. But one thing I will say is I hope Eli Manning plays for another five years. He's not good. I love watching the Cowboys beat up on him. So, Eli, keep playing. Keep playing until you're 50. Don't listen to anybody. <laughs> I'm terrible. Uh, Cowboys minus five and a half over the Redskins. Redskins are beat up. Uh, Darius Guys, poor guy, just can't catch a break. The running back uh, out of LSU from last year tore his ACL in a preseason game. This year he plays in the first game, gets hurt again, has meniscus tear. Uh, so Chris Thompson and some other dude are going to be running the ball, catching the ball out of the backfield for the Redskins. Case Keenum's your quarterback. Nobody's scared of Case Keenum. Uh, Cowboys defense will travel well, should be fine. Dak and this new Kellen Moore-led offense are going to light it up. Michael Gallup is going to have a big game. Mark Cooper's going to have a big game. Zeke's going to have a huge game. Pick whoever you want. The Cowboys are going to roll in this one. Take the five and a half. It just seems too easy. Five and a half, I think it's maybe even up to six now. I don't care. I don't care if it goes up to a touchdown by Sunday. Take the Cowboys. They're going to win this. They're going to cover. No problem. Steelers minus four against the Seahawks. Now you're probably saying to yourself, the Steelers? Really, Greg? Yes, the Steelers. I know they look like crap on Sunday. I know they got their butt kicked on Sunday by the Patriots. This is at home. They are playing a West Coast team in the Seahawks, traveling to the East Coast, playing an early game. And the Seahawks didn't look good either. That was one of the matchups I really thought that Seattle was going to have a really, you know, have their way with Cincinnati. Not so much. Andy Dalton really lit them up, and they barely beat the freaking uh, Cincinnati Bengals at home in Seattle with that great home crowd advantage that they that they have in Seattle. So Pittsburgh, they're playing a Seattle team that's not as good again. West Coast teams traveling to East Coast playing early starts. The numbers always, always favor that East Coast team in those early starts. Pittsburgh's only minus four. Pittsburgh's going to be home. They're going to get right. They're going to blow them out. Easy. Not not close. Russell Wilson is going to have another tough go. That's another game you might want to stack possibly. There's a lot of lot of things that we'll talk to here in just a minute about that. Uh, and then I have the Broncos' money line over the Bears. Now, another thing is Denver's – home record in the month of September is like 
so in their favor. I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head. I read it and I wrote it down. I can't remember what it was, but it is like crazy good in their favor because one, it's altitude. Two, it's still early in the season, which means it's still kind of warm in Denver. You know, usually you associate Colorado and Denver with cooler weather. Well, it's still kind of warm out there, and it's going to be the afternoon. Now, if it was a night game, it might be a little bit cooler, but teams are still trying to get into shape. You know, most of these teams don't hit in practice. They don't go as hard as they used to back in the day. So traveling to Denver in that altitude with still warm weather, and Mitchell Trubisky is, no, I don't think he's going to look good against this Broncos defense. Take Denver in the money line with that one. So we got Cardinals, Ravens, 46 and a half, take the over. We have Cowboys, I think it's like six now, minus six, over the Redskins. We have Steelers, minus four, over the Seahawks. And then we have Broncos, money line, over, over the Bears. Yes. So those are our NFL picks. Now let's get to the fun stuff, the fantasy football. Uh, this is the lineup that's going to bring home the bacon this weekend, folks. Write it down. Take a picture. Well, I don't want to say the next line, but we all know it from uh, Friday. Uh, but, yes, <laughs> this is the one. And the main thing is I heard uh, a guy that I love listening to. Uh, I found him last year on Roto Grinders. His name is Matt Kelly. He is known as uh, the Podfather. I think is at Fantasy Mansion on Twitter. Uh, but this dude is like he, – he goes – I think I know a lot about football. When you start listening to these guys and they start talking about air yards and the stuff I don't even – like I don't even know. I just know what sounds good, and when they say it, results happen. That's all that matters. We're in a results-oriented business, right? We want to win. We want to we want to take DraftKings for the money. You want to win your league. I get it. Josh Allen, super cheap at quarterback, has a good matchup this weekend. But the main thing that we're going to try to do this week is because you know some weeks on fantasy on DraftKings you want to spend up for your running backs because they have the great matchups, or sometimes you want to spend cheaper on the running backs because the wide receivers you want to spend high. You know, it all kind of goes up and down. This is a weekend you want to spend down for the wide receivers and spend up on your running backs. And then also, cheap, cheap option. Like I just mentioned, Denver with the Broncos and the money line on the bets, they are a cheap defense. I don't know why they're so cheap, but they are. That allows you to really put in all those big-name running backs that have these good matchups this weekend that are going to be your bell cow, your workhorse kind of guys that are involved on all three downs, not a guy that's just going to be run on first, run on second, take him out, bring in the third down back who can catch the ball. No, you want these guys that stay in, that are going to have all those carries, they're going to get all those targets. That would be Zeke this weekend. The Cowboys said they're ready to give him a full complement of carries and let him do his thing. So a lot of this this weekend. Yes, can't wait. <laughs> James Conner for Pittsburgh. Again, that was another game that we referenced with the Seahawks coming to town. He's another bell cow back that's going to get all those carries, get the targets, get all the target share that we're looking for. And then you can either go a couple of ways because we're going so cheap at tight end and we're going so cheap at defense. You can go two ways in this. Leonard Fournette, like I said last week, I have my reservations about him. I still don't like him because he doesn't produce. As much as he is matchup, as, as you're scrolling, you're looking on your phone, and you're going, you're like, man, I really need a running back. And you keep going and going, and you're like, well, man, Leonard Fournette's right there. He's only, uh, man, I just, me personally, I don't like Leonard Fournette in these things because he just doesn't smash. I want somebody who's going to smash, damn it. <laughs> I want Christian McCaffrey type smash. I want Zeke kind of smash. I don't want, he's got all the great matchups in the world and everything pointing his way, but he only gets, uh, you know, 13 points because he maybe uh, gets a cheap touchdown or something like that. I mean, okay, great, 13 points, but what we want here is, like I said, we want guys that are going to go off. We want those running backs to get 25, 30, 40 points, that kind of stuff, because that's how you win the big money. 
Like I was just telling my uh, amazing producer here earlier, this close, this close. I picked the Cowboys. I had Dak. I had Mari Cooper. They went off. Dak was super cheap. Had the Cowboys defense. They were playing a terrible uh, Giants team. They gave up the early touchdown and nothing really till late in the third quarter. Dak goes off, throws four touchdowns for 400 yards offense. Once I'm this close and I need them just to throw maybe one more pass to Amari Cooper from Dak Prescott and we're in the money, they just kept coming in and handing the ball off. I don't blame the Cowboys. I was happy as a Cowboy fan because they're kicking the Giants' ass. You don't really need to keep go out there and keep scoring. You just, you just want to rub it in. You know, This isn't college football where you try to score, 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 try to impress the voters and the polls and all that nonsense. It's the NFL. If you're up 35-10, to 10, you take out your starters. That's the smart thing to do. So that's what they did. I didn't win as much money as I could potentially want. I still was I still was okay. I just didn't win as much as I was. I mean, when I said I'm this close, I'm this close. <laughs> so this weekend we're busting through. So like I said, Josh Allen is kind of a cheaper option at quarterback. That allows the Zeke, the James Conner, the Leonard Fournette, or the one I really like is Alvin Kamara. The Saints are going to play the Rams. The Rams got torched by Carolina and uh, Christian McCaffrey. I would rather put Kamara in there instead of Fournette. With Zeke and James Conner, put them you know, running backs in your flex. And then the three receivers we're really looking at, super cheap. Tyrell Williams for the Raiders. He's like their number one target, and he's like less than 5,000. Yes, please, sign me up. <laughs> Will Fuller, same thing. As long as Will Fuller is healthy, you know, knock on something, because dude gets hurt all the time. I'm not even a Texans fan. I live in the Houston area, but I, I don't like the Texans. I love the Cowboys. That's my squad. From Dallas, we'll always be a Cowboy fan. But when it comes to fantasy football and trying to win some scratch, Will Fuller's my guy. Because when Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson are on the field at the same time, two things are going to happen. He's going to throw it deep, and one of them's going to be a long touchdown. Will Fuller's not the short little out kind of guy, meaning he's not going to catch the quick little two-yard out and you know get out of bounds type of thing. He's going down the field. He is running a vertical all day long. He's got that just crazy fast speed. Hopefully he doesn't get nicked up. Hopefully he doesn't get a hamstring pull. You know, let's just hopefully he does. Uh, he's okay after this weekend because when him and Deshaun Watson are on the field, man, they're magic. Their numbers are just, I mean, for a dude that's never played a full season, if you add all, all the numbers and kind of, you know, add them up like it would, what it would be for a whole season, oh, dear God, it's it's amazing if one or the other could finally stay healthy. Deshaun Watson got hurt and then Will Fuller gets hurt. But man, when those dudes are on the field at the same time, they are when they are clicking, you want to get in on that matchup. I think he's a little over 5,000. And then the one that's really going to make you go, huh, what happened last weekend with the Chiefs? Tyreek Hill gets all the coverage. So everybody, they roll their number one corner and everything towards him. Sammy Watkins is the one that goes off and has the great game. I didn't pick Sammy Watkins for nothing. Every time I pick Watkins, he doesn't do squat. <laughs> so, again, I've, I've been burned by Sammy Watkins too much. This weekend, you're going to have all the people chasing last weekend's stats and go, okay, let me put Sammy Watkins in this weekend because Tyreek Hill's out. What's going to happen? All that number one coverage is going to go to Sammy Watkins. Watkins now. And McCole, M- Mecole, McCole, Hardiman, that guy, yes. Uh, if you just type in MEC on DraftKings, it should pop up. Uh, <laughs> he is going to be the guy who is drawing the uh, second corner, maybe the, the slot corner. He's not going to have the number one corner chasing him and running all the field like they did Tyreek Hill, hence Sammy Watkins going off. Those three, that build stacks around that core wide receivers. Now, you can st- – put Josh Allen just because, like I said, he's a cheaper quarterback. He runs a lot. He gives you – I think he ran the ball at least 10 times. So he gives you those extra yards. He's not the greatest passing quarterback. I understand that. But if he can run for 
50, 60 yards, get you a touchdown, throw for maybe a buck 80 and a touchdown, add all that up, it's, it's enough for a good day. Or if you want to do some stacks, uh, Big Ben with Juju Smith-Schuster, Will Fuller, Tyrell Williams. Maybe James Conner, Austin Eckler from the Chargers. He's a cheaper uh, back. If you really like Leonard Fournette, you can go that way too. So, but like my my main thing is try to keep that core of those receivers that are really cheap and kind of build around it. That Broncos defense gives you plenty of options because they're sold far down, and I don't know why they're playing at home. Maybe DraftKings got it wrong. Good, we'll take advantage of it this weekend. Forgot the tight end, T.J. Hawkinson. I listened to some podcast somewhere I can't remember, but he went off. Last week, over 100 yards and a touchdown for the rookie tight end for the Detroit Lions. Put him in there, too. That gives you another cheap option where you can really, I mean, if you want to go to Sean Watson with Will Fuller and maybe a Texans defense on uh, flex, or uh, not, excuse me, not flex defense, maybe a stack that way. That might be a way to go. Or if you want to go, like I said, a Steelers stack. If you go maybe Big Ben, James Conner, Juju, if you go maybe Chris Carson at running back. Maybe run it back with uh, maybe a Tyler Lockett because again they're going to be they're, Seattle's probably going to be down. They're going to have to be chucking the fall, ball down the field. Throw in Tyler Lockett there. Maybe he can get you one of those long TDs at the end of the game when they're going to lose anyway. But oh well, let's take it. So you have plenty of options this weekend. Those are really good ways to go. I mean, I've seen some other things like Mark Andrews for Baltimore. He's really cheap. But he hasn't practiced the last couple days. When you get this late in the week and you have a guy that's still not practicing and you don't know why, like last time I checked, there was no listing on why they said why he was injured or why he's not practicing. It could be a minor thing. It could be a major thing. But either way, if a guy's not practicing on Thursday, Friday, that makes me nervous. Hence, TJ Hawkinson, cheap. <laughs> so those are, what we, that, those are our main things. Cheap Denver def, Broncos defense, TJ Hawkinson at tight end, and then that core of Hardeman, Fuller, Williams at your wide receivers. They're all cheap, which allows you to go up. If you want to go Zeke, Mari, uh, Alvin Kamara, James Conner, Leonard Fordette, you can go crazy. David Johnson running back. It gives you so much flexibility. Even you can change, you can do a different quarterback too. Like I said, Deshaun Watson, Big Ben. There's a lot of guys that have some good matchups this weekend that you can take advantage of and stack. But like I said, the one I really like is Josh Allen, Zeke, James Conner, Hardeman, Fuller, Williams, Hawkinson, Fournette, or Kamara, and Broncos. Usually you always try to pair your uh, quarterback with somebody. This weekend we're going naked. Yes, I said it. Going naked with Josh Allen. If you're listening to this in your fantasy, you're going, you're a fool. But, hey, I'll take it. You want to call me crazy? That's all right. When we cash in this Sunday and we're you know sitting here with a, a big old uh, stack of money in our ear <laughs> instead of a phone, instead of this, it's going to be a bunch of money like that. And I'm going to be like Conor McGregor going, oh, I can't hear you because i got so much money in my ear. That's what we're going to be doing on Sunday. So those are our big picks for the weekend on NFL, college, and our fantasy picks. So that's all we got for this week. It's kind of short and sweet to the point this weekend. We got a little we got a little bit away from it last weekend. I have the tendency to kind of go on and on and on and on. And I'm sure you appreciate it because, I mean, you love hearing my voice, and I love hearing it too. That's why I'm here, right? <laughs> but got a little bit away from it last weekend. Uh, I will say I was very glad to see Dak and the Cowboys have that great offensive explosion. I did a podcast back on the 27th of May where I kind of foresaw this kind of happening with Kellen Moore because, hey, a new offense. It's not the same old crap every week. And it's amazing when you do things from a different perspective and get away from the old way of doing it because, well, it's the way we've always done it. Well, just because you did it that way doesn't mean it's going to work ever and ever. So I was very happy, very, very excited. Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott. And, oh, by the way, I will leave you on this last note. 
I, I constantly read and hear about, well, it was against the Giants last week. Well, the Giants are no good. No, Dak did it against a bad team. Okay, yeah, I'll agree. The Giants aren't that great of a football team. They're still an NFL franchise. They still have NFL players on that team. If he didn't have a good game, if he looked like a bum and he threw two picks and he only threw for 150 yards and the Cowboys didn't win or they squeaked out an ugly win, what would be the narrative? Dak's a bum. You can't pay him. He's overrated. The Cowboys are going to suck. Well, he plays great, and then he's no good still because it's against a bad team. And then the other thing I always hear is, well, he's got a great uh, running back to hand the ball off to. He's got a great offensive line to block for him, and he's got all these weapons on the outside. Um, why is that a bad thing? Let me ask you, really and truly. If you pick, go find any running back. I don't care if it's high school, college, pro. And you show him two videos. And you show a Zeke Elliott run where he has a huge hole and he breaks a big run and he scores. Or gets a huge play out of it. Or a crappy offensive line where the guy has to make two guys miss in the backfield and he only gets a two-yard gain. And he asks the running back, do you want to run around behind Team A or Team B? You know what he's going to say? Team A. Why is that a a criticism of Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Don't you want your quarterback to have good offensive linemen so he can throw the ball to the talented wide receivers or hand it off to his great running back and they break open these huge holes? Isn't that what a good football team is supposed to do? Isn't that what general managers and coaches are supposed to do? I mean, they have a draft every year for why? To make the team better. Why do they have free agency every year? To try to make your team better. Why is that a knock on them? Is it everybody else's fault that they don't put a good team together? No, it just make, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You want to have a good quarterback with a good offensive line and good running backs and good wide receivers, don't you? You want to have good off, uh, defensive players. You want to, I mean, if your offense is so great but your defense sucks and you score 35 points every week and you lose, well, no, that's not it. It's like I said in something I did the other day. It's, football is not like basketball. You can put LeBron James in his heyday because he's, he's, he's falling off. He's nowhere near as good. I'm not, there's no need to debate it. The Lakers are going to suck again this year. You heard it first. Uh, <laughs> but if you put LeBron you know, four, five, six years ago when he was really just locked in and just killing it with Miami Heat and even with Cleveland uh, a couple years ago, you can put LeBron on damn near any team, and he's going to get him at least out of the Eastern Conference to the finals because the Eastern Conference just wasn't that good. But you can't put one good guy with a bunch of trash in football and make it work. Example, put Tom Brady in Miami. You think they're any good with Tom Brady? No. Team's going to suck. He's going to suck. It's that simple. I don't know why people don't understand that but and why it's a knock on the Cowboys. So Zeke has a great offensive line. You want a good offensive line, don't you? I mean, what would you rather have as a fan? Your quarterback have all day to throw? Your running back have huge lanes to run through? Or do you want your quarterback who's running for his life and getting uh, concussions? Ask the, oh, here we go. Ask Andrew Luck and the Colts fans. What would they would rather have? Do you think you'd rather have a good offensive line since Andrew Luck has been there? And he, guess what? He'd still be playing. He wouldn't be retired right now because they didn't, they, put, they didn't put an offensive line in front of him, and he got his brains beat in. And he just said, screw it. I'm out. 29 years old. I'm going to retire. So it's just just beyond dumb. It makes no sense to me. But, you know, hey, go if people want to bitch and complain and say, well, the Cowboys have all these, all these things on offense, that's, well, okay, good. That's what you're supposed to do. All you other crappy teams, tell your GMs to take note. That's how you draft. That's how you build teams. That's how you get better. 
You can't make a team out of all the guys that just got cut two weeks ago. If you try to make a team out of that and put Pat Mahomes as the quarterback for Kansas City, guess what? He's going to suck, and so is the rest of the team. You can't put one good player and trash all around it in football. It doesn't work. It's not like basketball where you can put one great player and average to below average guys, and he can carry him. Not like that in football. But that's too much common sense. So on that note, we're going to let it stop. Too much common sense before I really get on a rant and start going. But that's it. That is all we have for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Schnoes Knows. My name is Greg Schnoes. Check me out. Twitter, Instagram, at G-S-C-A. Jeez, can't even spell my damn name. (laughs) At G-S-C-H-N-O-S. Facebook and SoundCloud, Greg Schnoes, G-R-E-G-S-C-H-N-O-S. And that's it. That's all we got, folks. I will be here Monday. I will talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening. Jump.